0: Today's story is an important mile marker in Mark's gospel. Remember, Mark 8 is the hinge, the halfway point of the story. And there's a really clear, monumental moment coming up in a few episodes. Things are about to change significantly. Jesus is going to set his face for Jerusalem, and things are going to get intense. But we're not quite there yet. In today's episode, you just start to feel the beginnings of the rumbling. Jesus has a run-in with some religious leaders who made the trip from Jerusalem up north, apparently to see, test, and check on Jesus. It would be like when your boss shows up for a job review. You know that feeling where you feel like you have to have your best foot forward and put on a good show? Well, as you're about to see, Jesus didn't feel any of that pressure. To his credit, he is the same person when talking to the disciples as he is when talking to the crowd, as he is when talking to religious leaders. He walks in integrity, always, and unfortunately, it's about to get him into a lot of trouble. Welcome to Season 6 of Stories in Scripture, a podcast dedicated to telling the big story of the Bible, one piece at a time. In this season, we are walking through Mark's Gospel. Our hope is that these short episodes would lead you into more, into a time of reading, reflection, prayer. Whatever it is for you, the goal is that you let the amazing story about the Savior of the world transform the way you live out your life today. Peter was still trying to wrap his mind around everything that happened stilling the storm multiplying food walking on water who is this man a group of religious leaders approached from the south followed by an entourage of their own disciples and peter quickly realized he didn't have any time to stay stuck in his thoughts the men had their gaze locked in on jesus hunters stalking their prey peter instinctually moved closer to jesus always trying to stay between his rabbi and any potential threat. With one sideways glance, he realized James had done the same. Peter didn't recognize these men. By this point, he prided himself on having tabs on all the religious leaders in Galilee. He knew each one by name, knew their strengths, knew their weaknesses, had a plan in case things headed south. But these men were new. He recognized their robes. Jerusalem, he whispered to himself the center of religious activity. These men were likely higher ranked than the leaders they were used to, possibly even members of the Sanhedrin, the ruling court, with the power to stomp out this movement, not to mention end their lives. Defiled hands? One of the leaders asked the group by way of greeting. Jesus greeted him calmly, trying to back the conversation up and slow it down, but they weren't having it. The team had just come from the marketplace and its tradition to give their hands a ceremonial washing before eating anything. And yet Simon the Zealot and Philip had been in the back of the group picking at a fig tree. Jesus glanced back at them, horror now written on their faces. But Jesus just gave them a reassuring nod with nothing but peace and ease on his own. Why don't your disciples live according to the tradition of the elders instead of eating their food with defiled hands isaiah was right jesus said to no one in particular the eyebrows of each religious leader raised as peter braced himself for what was coming next he prophesied about you hypocrites that last word seemed to suck any remaining air out as it is written jesus continued these people honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me they worship me in vain Their teachings are merely human rules. You have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to human traditions. Anger flashed across the leaders' faces, but Jesus wasn't done. You have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe your own traditions, even when it nullifies the very word of God. By this point, a giant crowd was beginning to form around the heated argument. Some curious to hear the debate, others more interested in seeing a fight. Jesus turned to the crowd. Listen to me, everyone, and understand this. Nothing outside a person can defile them by going into them. Rather, it is what comes out of a person that defiles them. Silence. The parable stumped the crowd. And to Peter's relief seemed to stump the religious leaders as well although they had a scribe with them, no doubt scribbling down every word Jesus said for careful examination. The leaders seemed content with what they'd heard, as if they were just scouting, fishing for info. Jesus pushed through the crowd and brought the disciples back to the house where they were staying, looking for some peace to help them process. As soon as they entered the house, the questions began, each desperately wanting to understand the parable. Jesus shook his head visibly frustrated still after all this time you're still this dull don't you see that nothing that enters a person from the outside can defile them for it doesn't go into their heart but into their stomach and then out the body peter opened his mouth to ask a follow-up question but jesus wasn't done what comes out of a person is what defiles them for it is from within out of a person's heart that evil thoughts come. Sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, envy, slander, arrogance. All of these evils come from inside and defile a person. I love how when you read Mark 7, it truly feels like Jesus is frustrated. Frustrated with the whole religious system, All the critics and even his own disciples who can't seem to figure out that he is doing something bigger. Remember, the question that drives Mark's gospel is, Who is this man? Who really is Jesus? What is he really doing? And remember, we get to approach that question 2,000 years later with the luxury of knowing how it all played out but they were right in the middle of the story and having a hard time believing that Jesus wasn't just a teacher, but that he really is the Son of God. If Jesus was just a teacher, his job would be to tell people about the tradition, to point people to the way things had always been. But since Jesus is more than just a man, since he is fully God, he never really focused on man-made traditions In all his teachings, he always cared way more about truth. Now, the truth versus tradition conversation is a bit complicated because there is a lot of truth in tradition. It's not an either or. There are a lot of pieces of tradition that point us to the truth. It's just that it's not all of it. There's a lot of baby, but then there's also some bathwater. Jesus was constantly helping people sort through which was which. For example, in the story we just read, hand washing had become the tradition. Now it's really important to wash your hands. There is a lot of truth to that. But along the way, it stopped being about all the health benefits and started being about following the rules and finding identity in keeping those rules. They lost sight of the truth by obsessing over the tradition, which is an easy trap for any of us to fall into, and one we should always be on the lookout against. Now, here's the good news. If you are a follower of Jesus, you've got the truth right in front of you. Your North Star is Jesus. Your job is to follow the way of Jesus. Which means an important question to ask yourself all the time is, is this pointing me toward Jesus? And so, today, pay attention to your routine. Pay attention to the things you just do because you've always done them. And ask yourself the question, is this helping me be more like Jesus? Odds are, there are a few, probably unhealthy habits that you don't even realize you do. Scrolling before bed when you could be journaling or reading, a nightcap to help you sleep when you could be drinking sleepy time tea or maybe it's an actual religious tradition you grew up with something you do because you were told you were supposed to and great but ask yourself is it actually helping you live like Jesus if it is keep it and make it a priority but if it's not maybe it's time to pivot a bit to figure out the truth that the tradition was always trying to point you to, and then double down on the truth rather than the tradition. That may sound a little crazy or maybe even slightly rebellious to you, but remember, Jesus did it all the time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stories in Scripture. We hope season six is bringing Mark's gospel to life for you, and that this episode helped you see the bigger picture Mark is painting for us. If you are enjoying this podcast, we'd love for you to share it with your friends, and rating and review it goes a long way as well. We love getting to tell these stories and appreciate you coming along for the ride. So we'll see you next time for our next story.